I'm so thankful for Miss Audrey and for Ashley leading praise and worship. They're such a blessing. Let's just give them a hand. I've done that before. That's not my special gifting, but I've done it. But you know what? When you are walking in your gifts and talents, you know it. And it, they, they show it, and it just shines forth, and they lead the children so easily. And it's just a blessing. And I'm just so, so thankful for them. Um, this morning, like I said, we're kind of giving you a snippet of Kids Church. And this is just amazing that this month was on individuality and um, it's talking about our story. And so this, this uh, month, it's Jesus, uh, you are my story. That would be my title, but the verse is 1 Timothy 4.12. And we put it up there on the screen for you. And actually what you're seeing here are slides that they'd see in kids' church with the blue one at the has a memory verse. It says, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Set an example for the believers and what you say and how you live. And so basically this month in Kids Church is about individuality, expressing to those kids and letting them know that every one of them is different for a purpose, that they were created in the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. They were fearfully and wonderfully made. And I love them so much and I want them to know that. And last week we talked about how, you know, the Lord knit them together in the womb. It talks about it in the scripture. And I said, you know what? God even knows every single hair on your head. That's how much he loves you. That's how special every single one of them are and every single one of you are because we're made in the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so without further ado, let's just pray real quick and then we'll get started. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that we can come and be in your house in a free country. That is truly a privilege. Lord, we just pray for everyone in here this morning. We pray you would open our hearts to you. We thank you for the children. Lord, they're just such a blessing, God. And we just thank you that we can just uh, read your word. And we pray that it would just be absorbed and go from our heart to our head, our heads to our hearts. And we would live it daily and give us opportunities to share with others the story and the salvation plan this week. And we just love you and we give you all praise and glory. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. So Jesus, you are my story. So I, I know that I'm new here, kind of. Um, a lot of you guys know me, but um, I wanted to tell you just a little bit about me. I love, if you haven't noticed, to be with the children. I love children's ministry, and ever since I've been younger, like really young, I've got to help out somewhere, no matter what church we were at. When I was really young, I would assist my mom in the nursery, so I felt like I kind of started there, and it just, it just was... It was just there, and so my parents helped feed that. So parents, for you that bring your kids to church, thank you so much. In fact, kids, if you're sitting by your mom or dad this morning, look at them right now and say, thank you for bringing me to church today. Do it right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you parents for bringing your kids to church because this is where they need to be. And like I said, I believe that they can learn and they can retain so much at a young age. And so we need to be pouring into them constantly because we know that the world pours into them constantly. We want to pour in the truth. The truth will set them free. I know there's been time, so many times as you ask my kids, we sit at the kitchen table and I've told them, if something ever happens to me, I want you to know one thing. This is the final answer. It's your word. When people come at you with ideas and beliefs that you may not agree with, or you feel that weird feeling in your stomach, that's the Holy Spirit. Check it out right here. You, you're not here to ask me, that's fine. Go to God. He'll tell you, and you will know for sure. You'll have a piece about it if it's right, and if it's not right, you're going to know that too. This is the answer to every question you'll ever have in life. It's right here, right here in the Word, and I want them to know that. I want my kids at home to know that, and I want the kids here in our children's church to know that too, because we will walk through some strange situations 
tribulations. We will go through trials and tribulations because life is challenging. We all know that. But with Jesus Christ, he's made us victors, and I want them to know that too. They are more than conquerors for Jesus Christ, their Lord. We are more than conquerors because Jesus has given us victory. And I'm excited about that this morning. So the bottom line is this. Miss Teresa, if you'll pull that up for us, we want to check that out today. And this is every week we have a bottom line in kids' church. This happens to be week one, and I want to pull that back up. We had a little mishap last week, and it didn't show. So this week we're going to see it. It says, Jesus wants to use your story to make a difference. Every single one of us in here have a story. That's the way God made it to be. He made us to have a story. Why? Because he's called us to go out and to preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we're, every one of us, going to be able to reach different people at different ages. That's why our verse says, you're never too young. And that's why I want to get through the kids' church. I want them to know. I don't care if you're five years old. The Lord Jesus wants to use you too. Don't put a limit just because you're you're five or six. And if you're 86, don't put a limit there because God wants to use you every single age. There's a plan and a purpose for our lives. And we've got to make every day count. So with that in mind, our character guest last week. So guys, tune in, OC kids. We talked about a man. Oh my, he started off not so good. Anybody remember, you're allowed to give me a shout-out answer. Who did we talk about last week in kids' church? Right, we talked about Saul, and then later on he had a name change of Paul. So let's pull up our snapshot. We're going to look at some snapshots today, and this is Paul. And it says that he held the coats for those who were stoning Stephen. So we briefly went through that story. So here Paul was, Saul at the time. He's like, sure, go ahead and lay your coats here while I watch Stephen be stoned. He took part in that stoning, and also... Was, was way about getting those Christians arrested. So he not only left after Stephen had passed on, he went to the royal courts. And he's like, hey, can I get some documents and some papers that says I can arrest any Christian that comes by for believing in you and for having faith in God? And that's exactly what happened. Paul had the documents, but something happened. You see, Paul was on his way probably to get some Christians arrested and the Lord Jesus, he showed up. And God spoke to Paul, and we know what happened then. A bright light shone. So kids, close your eyes for just a minute. Because it was so bright, it said that, that he dropped to his knees. That's pretty bright. Okay, or I see. Oh, you guys did good. You can open your eyes. Now, can you see? The kicker of the deal was this. When Paul opened his eyes, there was no sight. He was blind. For not one, not two, Three whole days, he was blind because God had got a hold of Paul. God spoke to Paul or to Ananias. He said, listen, I want you, Ananias, to go and I pray for him. Now, I can't imagine how he must have felt that day whenever God spoke to him. He's like, are you serious? You want me to go and pray for this man? Do you realize, Lord, that he's probably wanting to have me arrested? But you know what? He acted in obedience. All right, I'll do it. And so when he began to pray for Paul, it said that, that the scales dropped off of his eyes. And then he was able to see things so much differently because when the Lord stepped into his story, from then on out, we know what happened with Paul. He would preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. He walked about. He was in over 40 shipwrecks. He was jailed. He was beaten almost to death more than once. And God raised him. He said, I'm not done with you. I want you to go and to preach and teach the gospel. And God used that man time and time again, because when God gets a hold of us, we're not the same. And in the end, he used him to use that action, and that's what it's all about. And so Paul was an amazing, amazing man. Next up, I want to bring another snapshot. I love this guy. He just came to my mind. I just got, I talked about him before, but I got to talk about him again. And that would be Zacchaeus. 
Now, guys, if you're in kids' church, I don't know if you've really been told the story of Zacchaeus or not, but does anybody know if Zacchaeus was tall or short? He was short. He says, in the song it says he was a wee little man. In fact, he was so short he had to climb a tree. That's exactly right. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. So he had to climb up in that sycamore fig tree because who did he want to see? That's exactly right. Now, let's talk about Zacchaeus for a minute. Because I would like to see Jesus too, but I didn't do the thing Zacchaeus did. You see, Zacchaeus, well, he wasn't so honest when he collected taxes. He'd stick a little extra in his pocket for himself too, but he knew that. But what I find interesting is Zacchaeus knew that Jesus was coming to town. He still, although he'd been a dishonest, he still wanted to see Jesus. So you know what that tells me? People were drawn to Jesus. There was something about, about Jesus that drew even the sinners. And you know what? That still is the way, that way today. He still draws us, no matter where we've been or what we've done. You see, you know why? This is what I believe. I don't know it. But I believe that Zacchaeus knew that Jesus would love him no matter what. Because Jesus had already been walking the earth, and he'd been performing miracles, healing people, setting people free. And Zacchaeus knew that. And somehow deep down, I know he wanted to see Jesus for a reason. And boy, he set out and he took action. And that's another thing that we've got to do. Not only think it, we've got to take some action. You know, faith is an action word. Not just saying I want to I go and, and invite my neighbors to church, but to do it and take some action. So here Zacchaeus climbed up in that tree, and he spotted Jesus. But you know what? Jesus spotted him too. He looked up at that tree and he said, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to your house today. And do you know what? When Zacchaeus set foot with Jesus in that house that day, nobody was the same. You see, Jesus got a hold of them and they prayed. And it says that Zacchaeus even said, listen, Jesus, I'm giving back and I'll give back more. I don't want to live that way anymore. Every person in that household was changed. They were changed for the better because Jesus stepped in their lives. That's what happens with us. No matter what we've done, no matter where we've been, when Jesus steps in our lives, we're changed. We're changed. That was over with. Zacchaeus said, I'm not that person anymore. You see, I'm stepping out of that. And again, like being baptized, it's another way that we say, take off all that old junk. And when we rise up, it's like we are cleansed and set free. That's what Jesus does for us, no matter where we've been. So if you you didn't hear say, oh boy, you don't want to hear my story. Yes, I do. I want to hear your story because I know that Jesus wants to be in your story. And if he's not in your story, then make sure we get Jesus in your story today because he wants to be a part of it. That's so most important. The next story snapshot is this one. It's found in John 3:16, And I'm gonna just quote the verse and you guys can say it with me. Kids, I know you know this. For God so loved the world that he gave us one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's exactly right. And you know what, guys? That's where my story starts, right there at John 3, 16. When I was six years old, it was an Easter morning. I was in church. Again, my mom and dad were faithful to take me to church. And boy, I am so thankful for that. I am so thankful for parents, for my parents. I'm thankful for you parents out here that are making sure that your kids are getting to church because it's so important. And when altar time came, I went up there that morning, and I still remember the carpet was blue. I knelt down, and I got a good look at it. But you know what? That morning, I asked Jesus to come into my heart, and I've never been the same since. 
and I've been growing in the Lord, and I'm still growing, and I'm still learning lots and lots more, and now I get to enjoy church with the children, and I love that too. And so it's just a blessing to know that, you know what? God is so good. Over all those years, I can tell you right now that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I can tell you that God has seen me through some hard times, through some heartbreaking times, and he's always been there. Because like I said, life is hard sometimes, and life is challenging, and we mess up too. But guess what? God's seen me through all of that stuff, and he still loves me, and we're still growing in him every single day. It's progressive work. In the Bible, it says that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he has called in advance. He's written all that in advance for us to do. He wants every one of us to use our story, use our story for him. Matthew 28, if you have your Bibles with you, I've I've not, not made you get your Bibles out, but I want you to get there because this really, this snapshot, well, it's about me and it's about you. This snapshot in Matthew chapter 28. I'm going to give you some time to get there. Kids, if you've got your Bibles, your sword of the spirit, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 28, which we've talked about. Matthew is going to be in the New Testament, the second half of your Bibles, 28. We're looking for the bold number 28. Those are your chapters. And then I want you to get into verse number 20. The little numbers are your verses. Parents, go through that with your kids when you're looking up scriptures at home. Little by little, they'll learn that. We work on Kids Church on finding scriptures. The more they get in their Bibles, the more they're going to know where it's at. The faster they're going to get at it. That's always important. I know sometimes kids feel like, oh, I don't know where it's at. I don't want to ever discourage them from looking. And if we have to take a couple extra minutes, that's fine. It's worth it. I want them to get in their word. Get in your word and get familiar with it and use it. We encourage them to use, bring their Bibles on Wednesday nights as well. Okay, so is everybody there? Okay. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 16 says this, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, and in my Bible it's written in red, and that means Jesus said it, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And I love that. Now guess what, guys? That snapshot is of you and of me, what God has called us to do. And like I said, we all have a different story. God's placed us in different professions and every one of us can be wherever we are every day. And if you're at home, You can be used there too, so there's no excuses. God wants to use every single one of us wherever we are, and I do believe that he's put us in certain professions for certain reasons. Sometimes we change jobs, that's for a reason too. We meet lots of new people that way. Different people meet up with other people, meet up with other people, and you see it becomes a domino effect because when we begin to share the love of Jesus, then they want to share the love of Jesus, and then they do. And all of a sudden, people start being one to him, and that's what they need. They need hope, and they need peace. And that's what I put up there. This story, the story of Jesus Christ for you and for me, is this. A story of victory, deliverance, it's healing. Not only physical, but it can be emotional healing. All sorts of different healings in our lives. And we need it because I know our hearts get broken. We get broken hearts over so many different situations. Different people have different things. But God says, I want to heal you of that. I want to heal that heart. I want to take that right there. And I want to make that part of your story. So you see that person over there that's hurting. You can help them next. And God wants to do that. 
Salvation, it's a total package. Saved, set free, healed, delivered. We have hope and we know that we need hope in this world today, that's for sure. The TV does not offer hope. The newscast does not offer hope. But I'll tell you what, Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ does. He offers hope in the midst of it all. And what I love is this. In, in the process of going and teaching and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know what he said? I'll be with you always, wherever you go. Now that brings me hope and peace, knowing that no matter what, my God is always with me. It also says in the word that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And I believe that. I once heard a preacher say, and it stuck with me forever. I was young and I just had... I think I had two of my kids then, and one of them was a toddler, and we went to a church service, it was a revival, and he said this, and I'll never forget it, he said, you know what, it's because of the Lord Jesus that we can leave, leave our homes and come and enjoy a church service because we know that he's going to protect it while we're gone. I thought, praise the Lord, that's exactly right. I don't have to live in fear, but I can plead the blood of Jesus over my home and know that I can leave, and he'll be there, and he'll protect it for me. And praise God, he has, and I'm thankful for that today. We have hope, peace, and the gift of eternal life. And when I go through that with the kids, I talk about how when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, he comes in, he washes our sins, and our hearts are white as snow. It's all gone. He forgets it. So for people in here that have guilt or doubt, like, oh, brother, the Lord could never forgive me of that. Oh, yes, he can. He says it tosses it into the sea of forgetfulness. Never to remember it anymore. We don't have to live with that. You see, the devil, he would try to come against us and bring the, oh, look what you did. Look, oh, do you remember that? That's a trick of the devil. And we talk about in kids' church, the armor of God, why we need those things to come against the schemes that the devil would try to come against us with. Why would the devil come against us with tricks like that to bring up that old past that we've been forgiven and set free? Because if we're thinking about that, are we gonna be able to witness effectively? No, that makes us null and void. So we can say, no devil, and sometimes you have to talk to him too. No devil, I don't believe that. I've been set free and I've been saved and I'm forgiven. And you know what? Just remind the devil of that. Remind him that you've been set free, you've been saved, healed, and delivered, and that's not a part of you anymore. I have turned from that way and I'm going on. And the Lord Jesus will continue. He will continue to lead you in that path of righteousness. And we talk about righteousness in kids' church. Key word in righteousness, it's right. Right living. The more we follow God, the more we pray and seek God, go to church and read our word, we will be on that path of right living. Every day he will lead us. That's his promise to us. He says, you'll seek me when you find me. Just look. He says, I stand at the door and I knock. I'm waiting on you. The Bible says that he is a gentleman. All you have to do is open the door. He says, I will come in. I know that with kids, I have about a 15 or 16 minute window, so I try never to talk too long. But I want to tell you something. We are in here to get together as families today. And like I told you, when I was six years old, I went up and I asked Jesus to come into my heart. And my mom was with me on one side and the preacher was with me, praying with me. And families, you're here today with your children. Your kids may be saved. I hope they are. That's awesome. Some of them may not be. And some of them may say, you know what? I need Jesus in my heart. Or maybe I'm really not for sure. This is an opportune time to pray together as families. And if you're in here today as an adult and you said, you know what? Jesus is not part of my story. Oh, he's, you know, in a glossary, a book, we have lots of glossaries. He's in my glossary. He has a definition, but he's really not a recognition We want to recognize Jesus Christ. We want him to be a part of our life, not just in that book. Oh, yes, this is Jesus. I'll give you the definition. No, I want it to become a part of me, to live it every single day. 
is he that way in your life? Is Jesus really, truly part of your story in that way? I'm getting ready to open up the altars, and I've chosen a song. I'm sure most of you have heard it, but it just blesses me so much. It's by Big Daddy Weave, and it talks about this is my story. And when I started listening to that, I thought, man, this is powerful. Because you know what? We have stories. Our stories is a story of victory. And if you say today, I don't even know Jesus, I'm not victorious, then it can be. That can be your story. You see, Jesus wants you to live and to walk in victory no matter what happens, no matter what comes our way. Because whenever he died and rose again on that third day, there's victory everywhere around. You see, he defeated Satan, and that's where we walk today, because we're part of that covenant with him when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And so I would ask that you would bow your heads and pray, pray with me, and then we will open the altars. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you are a part of our story. We love you, and we want you to be a part of our story. If you're not, I pray that you would just knock on those heart's doors that may need to say, come in, Jesus, I need you. And for those that maybe just need some prayer time that says, I think I might have set you on the shelf for a while, and you're a definition, but you're not that real to me. I pray, God, that you would become more real to them than ever, that today that they would make that step and say, Jesus, I need you more. I need you to be my story every single day. We love you, and we want to give you all praise and glory, and we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for what you're doing in the hearts and the lives of these people. We want you to be a part of our story every day, in Jesus' name. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.